T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Courtside at the United Center. Adam Amin, Stacey King. Our guy, Adam Amin, got celebrated by Jeff Agress and the good people of the Chicago Sun-Times as being the greatest broadcaster in the history of Chicago sports. Oh, 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 up is Adam. Rule number one. I'm number one. Fields, oh, what a move to move past Nixon. And Justin Fields ahead of the field. And gone. What a run. All due respect. You got no idea what it's like to be number one. Throws it to win it. Go! DeMore DeRozan delivers! I never won! I never won! Aaron Judge, center field, way back, Bob Hernandez is there. Number one, number one, number one, number one. Make the Jacobs. Carr. Loads up, Adams is open, walk-off touchdown, a sweep of the Broncos for Las Vegas. I'm riding with my boy, and he should be on there. He should. He's one of the hardest working men in show business, baby. He got more jobs than the Jamaicans do on the Olympic Colors. So I just want to make sure everybody knows this guy is one of the best in the business. Everybody in that damn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, best there was, and the best there ever will be. The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. Too much? I don't think so. It is Parkins, a.k.a. number five, with Spiegel, a.k.a. number 18, welcoming Uh, on number one, Adam Amin to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, number one. Yeah, of course it was Tannehill. Who else would it be? <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <sighs> Adam, how, how how tired, Tanny? How tired were you of listening to all of that BS? By like, did it twenty seconds into it? Were you like, I don't want to do this project anymore? But I've already committed. Are you kidding me, Adam? And giving the opportunity to spite Danny and Speaks? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed every second. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, Adam, it, it, if it. If it only means half as much to you as it would have meant to Danny, oh, then I'm it, so jealous. Then it, then it, <laughs> then it would be overwhelming for you. I mean, my then God, be, then it would be tw- then it would be twice as much for him as it would be for me. I understand how, how sports night quotes work. All right, all right, Steve. <laughs> yeah, thank you for understanding. But I mean, I can't imagine what it's been like for you. I know what it's been like for it not to have been Danny. <laughs> 
Uh, what a whirlwind, guys. In all seriousness. First and foremost, very nice of Jeff to do this. Just, just to put out a, to, to put, that's fine. Uh, at the end of the day, going to the Hall of Fame, that was the most important thing in my estimation. I'm really excited for Pat. Uh, to be going to get in the, to get the Ford Frick Award this summer. Everybody on that list is awesome, and none of this matters at the end of the day. This is a, this is whose line is it anyway? But the big, the most important thing, though, guys. My mom got a copy of it, and she thinks that it's great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, matters. that is that's phenomenal. What matters. Yeah, that matters because she, she had a, cool. she had Benetti number one, right? Your mom did. <laughs> She banked on it and then was like upset that I got it. But then she's like, well, at least the photo was nice. Right. Yeah. It's got to be tough for Pat Hughes, though. Like Uh, he got the Ford C Frick Award, but he's not number one. But he did. But he's. Yeah. I want to know how far we can extend the bit before people are just like. This guy's such a douche. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm waiting to see, like, where we can, how far we can take the bit. I've got a lot more material on it, but I suppose we could talk <laughs> about something way less fun, like the Bulls. I mean, Cap, oh, my gosh. God, what a fall. He was number one two years ago. Now he's not even in the top ten. Am I right? How about a podcast, Danny? Start a podcast. Yeah. Your, that, a, your egress list companion podcast. I think I would be very good at it. Uh, um, all right. So, Adam Amin. Uh, you talked to Io after the game last night. He says, you know, I sent a group text to, to the team like, hey, boys, we need this one, which on like the one hand, really nice story of leadership on the cynical talk show host hand. Don't love that they needed the pep talk or felt like they needed one ahead of a game against the pathetic 15 win uh, Hornets. And it comes from a second year guard Too cynical. They've had a lot of team meetings this year. Where do you feel about the leadership vacuum on this team? Uh, I think it's good that somebody decided that, you know, they needed to say something. I mean, the thing is, Goran Dragic said something in December and this team started to at least write its course because they were on a on a fast track to, to giving up far too many points for a far too long amount of time. So Dragic saying something spurred some things, uh, whether it's DeRozan kind of his steady presence or it has to be Io or Caruso clapping at guys or Patrick Williams dunking a ball. I think this team is 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 looking for it in any way they can get it, and that's fine. You got to find it, and I think at least having a concise message that IO seemingly had last night of hey, thirty games left. Like this is if it's ever going to happen, it's got to be now. There's only so many times DeRozan can say it. There's so many so many times Zach Levine can say it before you need a fresh voice, and maybe IO could be that fresh voice. You guys all have always heard about his leadership ability going back to his time at Morgan Park, back to what he did at Illinois. So, you know, it's a natural position for him to take, perhaps, when a team is looking for somebody fresh to, to come in and, and add a little bit of a different perspective. Maybe that, that's that, you, your cynical version versus my, I'm sure I'm painting it a little bit rosier than, than it is. But I do feel like that's the positive side of it. Well, the, it, it's obvious that during a long season, you need multiple you know, moments, multiple voices to try and step up perhaps and keep people attentive, keep people mindful. Um, did you, as you watched and as you talked about it uh, on and off air, did you draw any connection between that text and what seemed to be kind of an odd night effort wise, or at least shooting wise for DeMar and for Zach? 
Uh, I think that it just happened to come against the team that, that it's happened against before. I don't know if it's a matchup thing. I Listen, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, LaMelo Ball, like these guys actually work decently hard on the defensive end, and Plumlee is really good. Like I, Maybe it's just a bad matchup because it's not the first time it's happened with Zach and DeMar. And the way Io described it last night prevents me from making that, that – or, or going to that conclusion. But I understand where, where you're coming from. I, I do get it. Uh, you know, you can make, you can play a psycho, uh, backseat psychologist if you want to in this case. I, I'm not ready to make the, any type of leap like that. I think maybe it's just a matchup thing where you have some length and you have guys who work really hard. This is one of the highest pace and highest mileage teams in terms of movement in the NBA in Charlotte. So maybe it's just a bad matchup for a team that doesn't push the pace as much as a team like Charlotte does. That, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'm looking at it from just the last night recency bias perspective, just remembering the game and kind of how it played out. Um, I, I would lean towards that first, but I understand where you're coming from. Adam Amin, Bulls broadcaster, is our guest. Uh, I know you're not going to say trade this guy, don't trade that guy, but the trade deadline looms over a lot of conversations we're having about the Bulls. So with that as the backdrop. The pieces clearly are not working to maximum efficiency. If you were going to diagnose or explain to someone who hasn't been watching the Bulls why that is, what would you tell them? I do think it is the, the, it's back to the problem that you saw two years ago, and that's the point guard problem. I don't know who the point guard is on a lot of possessions. And, I, and not that, again, you don't necessarily need it when you have multiple ball handlers, you have a lot of actions. Like this is, I, I credit this team that at its best, you, you see, you know, we, I, I know we harp on it all the time, ball movement, player movement. But when they do those things, man, they're, they're fun. they are fun to watch. They're, the ball pops, the ball moves. Any team is more fun to watch and more aesthetically pleasing and more efficient when that happens on a night-to-night basis. And the Bulls show flashes of it. So when I watch that, I do feel like, all right, you don't necessarily have to have one singular presence who brings the ball up all the time. But I do think that would stabilize things and maybe give this team a little bit more of an offensive identity uh, I think recent weeks it's been played through Vooch has been kind of the first half identity of this team and the the tendency to go into ISO mode late in games, you know, has, has hurt them at times. And I'm not saying it can't win you games, but I feel like it's lost them more than it's won them as of late. And what we saw last night was, Hey, different guys are involved. The ball continuously moved. It didn't stick. You're going to have isolation possessions when you have elite level isolation players and DeMar certainly is one of them. And I think Zach can have nights where he's a really good one, but you know, late in the game yesterday, because Zach and and DeMar in particular recognized it wasn't their night. They, they let other guys take control and they were there when need be. So I think there's some level of combination where this thing can work, but I think it goes back to the point guard problem that the Bulls have dealt with most of the last three or four years. What kind of progress do you see in Patrick Williams? Enough in the last handful of games to feel like there's, you're starting to, I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm looking for the right analogy here. I don't know if it's a good fellas thing where you run into the dead body again, but like that feels like wrong for this particular scenario. So I feel like you're starting to dig and you're starting to feel like there's some depth there and there's some room to grow and you might be hitting some pay dirt at some point sooner rather than later. And the last handful of games show me that it's possible and that it's there. And again, I know he didn't have a great shooting night last night, but he hit two huge threes. One to, to uh, both of them, I think forced Charlotte timeouts because they were part of extended periods where, you know, there was some momentum, there was some traction and those shots kind of capped those things. So 
He has the ability to make big shots. We've been harping on him grabbing the ball off the glass and just going. So again, back to the point guard issue. If you don't, if you have a point guard that like a tip, like a, a lot, again, I, I don't want to keep invoking the name, but I have to, for the sake of example, Lonzo ball, if you have him, you're able to do a lot of different things just from him rebounding the ball. When Patrick Williams rebounds it, you got to go, you got to run with him. And I know at times some of the lineups aren't ready to run full pace with him, but you have to let him go and you have to let him handle it. And he has the ability to do it. So I think all of these flashes, all of these things that we're seeing on a slightly more consistent basis now, and hopefully this sticks in February, gives me hope that there is a lot more there than we're even starting to realize. Love talking broadcasting with you, number one. You are the voice of everything for Fox <laughs> and, of course, the voice of the Bulls here on NBC Sports. Speaks can feel it. Speaks can feel it on the other end of the line right now. He knows I'm like... I know. Just, just, just I understand. Love it makes you squirm. So well, I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. D- Danny loves guests squirming. He yeah. loves everybody squirming. Oh, frankly, I know, I know he does. Yeah, and and just remember, nobody is taking this as your ego talking. It's Danny's ego talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That framework makes me feel a lot better. Good. At least, you, at least I w- admit it. Don't don't tell me you didn't get a picture. You didn't get that sometimes, and you're not printing it and, and framing it in your he, house. He wants you to need it as much as he does. So don't he can don't feel tell better, me you're Adam. not framing the hometown paper saying you're the top broadcaster in town. I don't believe. I don't believe you. I actually, I actually just painted a wall with the exact. No, not, not, not. I didn't use the, the actual sometimes. I actually got somebody to paint it on the wall. <laughs> there I, we go. It would surprise. Listen, if it happened to me, I would tattoo yeah. it on my back. Hey, Amen. We all learned from Alex. Rodriguez, you know what I mean? Like, go ahead and oh, put that, the. That's, that's the fun. Please recreate that photo at some point this year as a joke. I don't get maybe make it your Christmas card next year, Danny. Please recreate that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, you have a new colleague at Fox in Tom Brady. What does he need to do in order to be good at that job? Uh, I I feel like he's a very thoughtful guy when it comes to the game of football. I wanted to add that clarifier too. Like, I, like he's very thoughtful about the game that he played for a quarter of a century. Like he sounds like a guy who's played a long time and has a lot of knowledge. And he's always been very insightful in interviews. Now, again, did they give away the game plans? No, they're not going to give you everything. But he's also been in enough of these. He's he's very much very Peyton Manning like, and I never got a chance to be in the same production room as Peyton Manning. But from what I've been told by people who've interviewed both. They're very similar in how they can express their thoughts. So if Peyton is a little bit of a barometer, I think Tom's in a good spot uh, coming into this. What I, what I think would be great, I'm not sure, if I, I'm not privy to any of these plans. I, I'm just going to watch the game like everybody else and enjoy it. Uh, I don't know what their plans are for studio, but I would love a breakdown between Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey quarterback tight end duos that are incredibly successful why how i understand they're you know gronk and kelsey are kind of the unicorns of their position so give him an opportunity to do that edit it down tighten it up let him comment on it afterward you show it and give him 30 40 seconds and just ease him into this you don't have to force feed the guy right away into a rough spot let him do some studio stuff get him comfortable and then maybe next year, if you feel like he wants to be in the booth or he's ready to be in the booth or his salary justifies him being in the booth, toss him in and see what happens. Because it's not a Super Bowl year for Fox next season. I'm not saying that's, that you should take it any less seriously, but I do feel like there's a little less pressure if he wants to be at that level of, of broadcast, if he wants to be part of a number one network broadcast. 
It's 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 really interesting stuff. You know, we talk about this a lot, Adam. Like maybe we pick apart broadcasters more than the average fan. Like the average fan just kind of feels the energy and sees the bigness of a name. But I do feel like when I hear Greg Olson educate me over and over and over and over again, I do feel like there's value there, even for the average fan, if they don't realize it's happening. Like it's the old improv rule of work at the top of your intelligence. Because if you if you exist there, then even the, the super picky are getting something from you and others who might not need it are still getting stuff. Like, How do you guys think about that when you approach a game? Uh, do you think about educating? Do you think about um, dumbing it down, uh, for lack of a better term? How do you approach it? You know, it's a great question, and I never, I, I never feel like I, I got a great grasp of how I should approach it like what the best way to do it was, but I know how I tried to do it. I don't know if it comes off this way, but this is how I tried was like, I I'm a big fan of Ian Eagle, Mike Tirico. Those are the two guys that probably stuck out the most to me in terms of maybe how I felt my personality matched them. I've had the pleasure of meeting Mike uh, and talking with him. I've had, you know, Ian has been a mentor of mine. Like he has for a lot of people, Danny, I know you can speak to that uh, with, with your Syracuse connection. Like, like, I, I feel like trying to be as smart as you can be without bludgeoning people over the head with it was, was the great like barometer for me. I wanted to be smart. I wanted to be informative and I wanted the person next to me to feel like they could take anything I said a little bit further. All I was trying to do was try to set them up so that they didn't have to do the rudimentary stuff. I could give you the rudimentary stuff. This was an Al Michaels rule that he had with Madden and with Collinsworth was I'll do the rudimentary like baseline analysis. Like it, it was an out route or it was a slant or it's this type of play or it's this type of situation. And then you run with that and go. And I, I think that's what Greg has done with Kevin this year. Greg Olson with Kevin Burkhardt. I think they've done that over and over time speaks. I think uh, another great point you made it, it you have to let it marinate. You can't build it up. I didn't see a ton of interviews with Kevin and Greg before the season. There were a handful there. I haven't seen a ton of them over the course of the season, but I'm sure there have been more as of late with the playoffs and now the Super Bowl coming. And I feel like they've really settled in nicely, and now people are really starting to recognize the quality of their work. Just in time to bust it up, right, Danny? Just, yeah, just sure. in time. Now that they've figured it out, <laughs> just in time to bust it up for the big name. Hey, but it, it ain't right. It ain't right. I, I, I get why Speaks says it's not right, and I don't mean to put you in a weird spot because just of like the Fox thing, but like we've never seen a star like this. I, I mean, I know Montana tried to do it. We know that Favre auditioned and he didn't get it. Marino is a great quarterback. Tom Brady is a crossover A-list celebrity. He's got a movie out right now about him. He was in Ted yeah. 2 for crying out loud. <laughs> like, like if, 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 if he's good at this, Adam, it is a level of credibility and superstardom that the booth hasn't seen. I agree. I, I do think that that puts – I don't know how much pressure – you know, this goes back to the previous question. I don't know how much pressure this puts on him because does anybody care that much? You know, like, do, like other than us who have almost have to evaluate to, to be able to – evaluate ourselves like we almost kind of have to evaluate other people to see what fits us and what doesn't and hence so, number five god the segue was impressive more than anything else Danny, I love you. um that's how you get to number I, five I, with segues like that 
can't wait for that. I'm gonna, please don't hang me up after the interview because I want to hear what the tease is going to be. I really want to see how. <laughs> oh, I got a good one. On I got a good one. <laughs> I got a good one. Don't you worry. Uh, but like, I, I think that adds a little bit of scrutiny to Tom Brady because if he's not great right away, and I have no reason to believe he's not going to be, I just feel like he's a competitive guy and he's already kind of got an understanding of communication. The, the other part of it is you have to coach people. Like, I think we can do a better job in television in general of coaching people how to be good at this and giving them a structure and a framework. And that's typically how I've gone about it. And I'm sure most play-by-play announcers have gone about it with new analysts, new people that they're working with for the first time or, or for a full season for the first time. You're trying to feel each other out in a little bit. But I, I, I think we can do a better job of giving people a structure and a framework. And if Brady operates in that structure of network football on or network TV football, then I think he's going to be really good at this. So, you know, for, for the sake of the network that I work for and, and for football fans at home, I hope he's really good at this if that's what he ends up doing. Last thing with Adam Amin, you and I are basically exactly the same age. Um, what did Michael Jordan mean to your youth and your childhood on this 2-3-2-3 Michael Jordan day? My appreciation for this sport started because I sat in the basement of my parents' house on the floor and my dad sat on the couch and sometimes I would sit across from him and sometimes I would sit next to him and sometimes I would sit in front of the couch and he'd have his hand on my shoulders and we'd watch these games. And then when I got bored, I would hang up a Nerf or whatever the, the play school hoop in our small basement. My dad, who was a little bit older at the time, would continue to lay on the couch and pass me a, a, a Nerf ball, and I would shoot it, and then I'd pass it to him, and he'd pass it to me, and I'd shoot it. We watched the Bulls game during those moments. And that's how it got formulated, and that's how it started. And some of the best moments of hanging out with my father and my brother in particular, and most of our family, because in summers, we want to stay inside, downstairs in the basement, stay cool, and watch the Bulls win an NBA championship. Those are some of the best memories of, uh, of my childhood. Good stuff, Adam Amin. Congrats, man. Seriously, on your continued success. You call a great game, whatever game you're calling, and we always appreciate you making time for the show. Thank you, sir. Anytime, guys. Anytime. I appreciate you both very, very much. Thanks, Thank Adam. You. That's Adam Amin. Number one in your sun times. And, right. and our hearts. He's hanging on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Ray's, hanging on. Ray's not we hanging We got to thank him. We got to thank him first. So yeah. let us thank okay, him. Okay, you guys yeah, go yeah, ahead and thank him. Hang on. We're just, we're we're just thanking him. Talk we're, amongst we're, ourselves. We love him. We love him so much. Oh, yeah, we're just thanking him. Yeah. Thanking him. Dan, Danny went ahead and framed the Sun Times for him. <laughs> I'm going to send it to him. It. Yeah. I'm going to send it to him. It's a tremendous account. Come on. Put that in your office, Amin. Stop lying to the audience. Speaks, speaking of lying, said, this is why you know you can't crack the top 15. Because you're a big, li- you're a big liar. Said he was so excited for a sporting event uh-huh. that he could not have even been bothered to watch it. And then he's going to try to still sell us on excitement for said event next on the score. Eat it, I mean. Parkins and Spiegel show flashback. 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 Shane gathers and asks the questions. You text and twitch him in. We all answer. What do we got, Shane? From Perch Porch on Twitch. What do you think of or will you watch this year's skills competition week for the Pro Bowl? I will not watch. It's because it's stupid. That's stupid. Whoever thought that was a great idea is an idiot. Yeah, I, uh, I've... Uh... 
fairly hard and fast rule. I make a couple of exceptions for personal preference items like the NBA All-Star Game. It's like a sports guilty pleasure of mine. But there are not stakes attached to the sporting event. I don't, I, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, spring training, preseason, exhibition, it's just not, not really my thing. And the Pro Bowl skills competition... Uh, has has not got me, but you said yeah. you were so excited. They were being so creative. They had all these great ideas that you were really, really into it. So I'm just looking forward. So I'm going to just throw it over to you, Matt Spiegel, for a full report and breakdown of last night's activities. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was it was starting last night. Got it. Yeah, perfect. Um, That's great. I didn't I didn't watch any of it. Oh, it's too bad. If I had been working uh, more often over the last couple <laughs> weeks, I would have been stumping for how sure. cool this looked sure. and how. Sure. How finally the NFL, because the Pro Bowl itself has sucked for decades, as you know. Yeah. So instead of like that, they're doing some other creative stuff. You got the dodgeball, you got you know some other stuff that apparently happened last night. Um, so you would have had that to put in the bump there, Tanny. Could have said, oh my God, here's Speaks sounding so excited about that. But um, it just didn't come up in the two out of ten days that I worked over the last but couple of weeks. But it came up in a couple of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're like, hey, just so you know, I got this in my back pocket. I got, I got, I very got, excited about I, it. I got what they're doing at the Pro Bowl. So yeah. just, just so you know, whenever you want to throw well, to me, I, this I, is why we shouldn't talk sports <laughs> in the meeting because then we confuse what we talk about in the meeting versus yeah. the show. And sometimes things that happen in the true. meeting don't happen on the show. But yeah. Tanny, it was set I up heard. to be one of my favorite things where I read from a press release and Danny just kind of angrily looks on, like, you think that's content? It's one of my is least. Fa- it's one of my least favorite things. <laughs> Press release reading it. is, oh, God. Yeah. You're just doing these publicists' work for them. Have a take. Well, sometimes our listeners just need to know about stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And the publicist has gone to a, a nice uh, nice effort to let us know. For instance, when I came to you with all the details on the new trophies, like the Michael Jordan trophy that they were making for NBA Finals MVP, yeah, it was pretty cool. You admitted that that was pretty neat. Where do you think I got that from? Press release. Yeah. That's right. That's true. Every once in a while. Just lie to me and tell me you got it from Woj. Okay. <laughs> I just I, I just I don't like the yeah, press release. I'll tell but, you I'll tell you it's a take I picked up on FS one. Perfect. You know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll stay tuned until five o'clock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh last night I missed Dodgeball. Um I didn't I didn't see Dodgeball. Mm. But also That was the one you were excited about. No, no, I was excited about the quarterback skills challenge. The precision passing presented by EA Sports. Look, I gave them their plug. Where the two quarterbacks, they battle it out in a one-minute accuracy competition. I would have been excited to watch that. But I did not watch it at all. Tanny, you do God's work every once in a while. Did you take care of that for us? I did not watch. I zoned Man. out and uh, you know just tuckered out watching the Bulls uh, put away at Charlotte last night. Yeah. But eventually you will read for press inquiries, contact NFL media, whatever. You know, eventually you will read that line too. Okay. So you chose to nod off while watching the Bulls as opposed to nodding off while watching the Pro Bowl Skills yeah. Challenge. And I got to tell you, if there was anything, I do go back on social media platforms and see did anything. Stay did anything pop? Were they trying to make anything a thing? And I can confidently say, not that I saw. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing? Oh, man. How about when Terry McLaurin won Best Catch, presented I, by Uber Eats? I saw that video. Great. He caught a water balloon, right? Congratulations. <laughs> Is that what yeah, he he's caught? an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. Did you just say, Is that what he did? Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't see it. <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't catch up either. I know. You didn't catch up? Uh, look, I'm the Tony Romo of this segment, okay? <laughs> you guys should have an intervention to make sure that I actually You better follow wrap up, up the enthusiasm if you're going to be the Tony Romo. This of is so incredibly crazy. <laughs> oh, the wizardry of precision <laughs> passing is wizard-like. The wizard is still... <laughs> Wizardry, oh, your tough. lack of prep preparation for the topic that you wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, we got to fight. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> Here we go, Jim. The best catch competition was so catchy. There's so many catches. Look at this. Jim, what do you think they'll do here? What do you oh, think? Oh, my goodness. This is so incredibly crazy yeah. right there, what just happened. Yeah, it is. Thanks. Oh, wow. How about going deeper, Tony? Huh? Just go deeper. Yeah, no, I didn't Speaks. watch. I didn't watch best catch. I didn't mm. watch precision passing. Or they they did a long drive golf competition. But Sunday, Danny, let me tell you what I'm what I might watch on Sunday. Don't make any promises to me anymore. Gridiron Gauntlet. It's a side by side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference. Now see, come on, let's uh, the gridiron. How about how about move the chains? It's a weighted wall pull. It's like a tug of war with NFL guys. You're in. You know you are. How about no. kick-tack-toe, where the kicker, the punter, and the long snapper. Oh, Manley's going to be all over this. Uh, competing no, in, he'll be out there living his life. It's a giant tic-tac-toe <laughs> competition to showcase their respective skills. Long snapping tic-tac-toe. Come on. I'm in on that. You're not in on it. <laughs> You're not in on it. Stop lying to the people. And more importantly, stop lying to me. Okay? You're not interested. You're not, not going to watch. Yeah, I could. Derek Carr won the accuracy passing. Good nobody, for him. nobody cares. He had some quip about uh, this is why I'm leaving Vegas. Yeah. No, uh, Congratulations. Gr- great. <laughs> Mitch cares. Sa- Saquon Barkley had some moments in dodgeball where he had some agility, but he also took one off the dome. Uh-huh. All right, fine. Catch the ball. If I'm going to give you all this money, to $14 million to catch passes from Justin Fields out of the backfield, maybe catch the dodgeball, Saquon. Yeah. But stop. You don't care. Can you – um? You know, this may seem legitimately like moving the goalposts, um, but what I'm really excited about is the stuff on Sunday, Danny. Like, I, you're I, not. I, having looked at the schedule, you're not excited. Yes, about. I am. Kick tac toe. How is a punter going to punt balls into uh, specific areas to showcase his 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 tic tac toe skills? And will he start in the corner? Because that's an important thing. What's the tic- strategy going to be? Is Pat O'Donnell going to be in it? I got to tell you, I know you guys hate him because he's a Packer. I still love him. I love watching his punts. Pat O'Donnell, the all-timer. Good Lord. All right, fine. You called me out. Fine. Whatever. Okay? Yeah. But it's still better than a football game where nobody's actually trying. It's still better than the Pro Bowl. Okay, fine. Are you going to watch on Sunday? Because you no. Did, do you ever watch the Pro Bowl? Never. Eh? I, I I don't enjoy the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl became a talk show, and I like talk shows. Uh, yeah. But I it's because the way that sports has been become consumed mm-hmm. is it, anything that I miss because I don't deem it that important or interesting. Mm. If anything comes out of it that is interesting, social media curates it for me. Now you can't do that with a game. You know, because you want to know about, hey, Kobe White didn't have a great game last night, but he actually, like, stood in the, in the box score, but he actually had an impact on the game because you're, you're watching right. his, his, his impact. You're, on, you're, you're seeing you're, the effort level, right? You can't fake it on a game. You're, you're watching a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you can fake it on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, 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 I can absolutely, without any shadow of a doubt, sure, say, sure. I don't need to watch the Pro and Bowl. And to your point, you can fake it on the Pro Bowl skills challenge. I just didn't even bother to do that. Right. Well, because I, I, I will admit <laughs> yeah. one of my own shortcomings as a, as a partner in this ooh, way. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I won't. I will just call you out on faking it. I'll be like, "You're lying. <laughs> You're lying right now." I don't know if that's a shortcoming. <laughs> you just like to make me stand in my truth. Yes, I, I do. And that's okay. <laughs> and I'm comfortable standing there. Yeah, which is a good thing. Speaking of Romo, by the way, you see this fallout is is interesting on the Tony Romo intervention. Yes, that supposedly happened, and then Andrew Marchand is out there saying, "Well, it wasn't really an intervention because the CBS bosses." This is my read anyway. Okay. The CBS bosses who leaked the story in the first place that they had tried to talk to Tony then wanted to soften the blow so they get back in touch with Marshan and they say, you know, maybe an intervention is not right. And on this, you can quote us. This one, you can quote us, right? So they leak it the first time and then they back it up the second time and say, no, we meet with our talent often because that's the clarification. We always meet with our talent to talk about stuff, trying to to put lipstick on the pig that they themselves let out of the barn. Which they should. Like, coaching... Is good. Is good. And... We should all get it, and some of us uh, are better at receiving it than others, or vice versa. And frankly, we got we have better shows than others, better months than others, uh-huh. better years than others. Right? I mean, Tony Romo had some real good moments as a broadcaster. He had real good moments. Him and Nance had real good chemistry. They were glowing about each other, and now it sounds disjointed. And bad. Yeah. And I think a lot of the criticism is warranted. So, like, it's Tom it, Hanks has bad movies. You know, like, it, it is possible for people who are great at their job to do things that are bad. I think that Romo still could be a great analyst. So do I. And they but, should but, they should be out there coaching him yeah. in the offseason. They should be getting in touch with him and trying to, trying to talk a, a whatever with him. It'll be really interesting to see how Tony responds to this, how, how he takes all this, whether he's like, you know what? I got my money. I'm doing good. I'm fine. Thank you. Or whether he feels this and works harder, hires somebody to help him with prep, because you can hire people to help you with that, you know? And CBS employs people. Right. Like they, they, they have producers, but it's, you got you to gotta sit there and watch a little film. Just, you know, get some all 22. Mm. On the airplane. <laughs> what did the intervention the look film. like, by the way? A Tony Romo intervention. What did that look like? Did they take him to a golf course and it's just Jim Nance in there? Hello, friends. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think it was all broadcasters and former broadcasters sitting around in a room. Maybe some former Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks as well. Just sitting there and then telling Tony directly in a kind way how his lack of effort has impacted their lives. Yeah, One by one. <laughs> going around the room. And it ends. We're here because we love you. <laughs> and it ends with the Romo intervention. Ends with someone very close to him, probably Nance, walking him arm in arm out to the car that's going to take him to broadcast rehab. <laughs> I don't write anything down. <laughs> You're sickening. It's a disgrace. Your head was in the toilet. Uh, disgusting. disgusting. Uh, yeah. I would imagine that it's something like that. Something like that. Or everybody's sitting around. Tony, we love you, and here's why, and here's yeah. how you are. Get out. Your we are of- here to talk about your problems with overtalking. <laughs> <laughs> your empty enthusiasm 
is damaging my Sunday. Yeah. And you need to know about it. We love you, Tony. Wouldn't kill you to shave once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And, but th- that's true. Like, uh, it would hit. Th- like, How does this criticism hit him? Uh, if he's <laughs> proud and a professional. Correct. And human, you would think it would matter. But we just had Al Michaels be like, that's nah, garbage on the internet. Well, and that is a made, made guy. Well, but is Tony a made, made guy? I mean, he signed a ten-year, one hundred and eighty million, fully guaranteed contract. So financially, he is. But in terms of you and your quality as a broadcaster, everybody knows that Al Michaels is one of the greatest of all times, and he knows that people know that. Right. So the idea of Romo going down as like this generation's Madden, or being an all-time great broadcaster, or being a better broadcaster than he was a player—that's off the table that, right now. Well, that book is just—it just hasn't been written. Right? right. It is. It is still being written. If you want to write it, you got to learn some work. You, habits yeah and you know what there's probably stuff that he doesn't know how to do like in terms of prepping now that you are not fresh out of the league and maybe you don't know that roster that much or you don't know that coach you got to talk to them you got to do the research he probably doesn't realize some of the things that he doesn't realize you know so that that's his agent's job too by the way yeah and and cbs's job and all of that i i say it all the time man we I wish we got more coaching. I know. I know you do. I, I, I wish we got more coaching in, in, in at this radio station, in this business. Sure. I, I mean, no people at the tops of the business, no people at our level of the business, no people at lower levels of the business. Yep. We all we all we get some. We all all could use more. Even if we dismiss the coaching, frankly. Just the the idea of it, the conversation. Yeah, the fact that it makes you think about it, makes yeah. you consider it. Is the makes way that you, I'm doing it better or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And so It'd be tough to make a guy with a fully guaranteed $180 million contract mm-hmm. like insecure or fear for his job. That'd be tough. But, hey, man, you could do better yeah. and just challenge him yeah. in that way. And in my experience in this business... People respond to that. Especially athletes. Yes, exactly. Athletes are better at it than us. Which is why... Play-by-play guys, but more so even us. Like Talk shows, we are very well, sensitive but 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 athletes who've been coached and called out in front of all of their teammates with film and all that stuff when you get them into a broadcast be like hey man ask shorter questions or you got to watch games or a b and c other thing right. which is why they've been trying and talking to him and coaching him up which yeah. is good yeah and if he didn't respond to that in the way they wanted that's how a story like this comes out at four o'clock for Michael Jordan Day, Tanny has a piece of production that'll get us all in the feels. We have some fun audio to laugh at it as well. But coming up next, whew, one of those things you never want to have in sports happened last night. It looked painful through my television. Next on the score. And that's the oh, we got a fight. How about that? Just a quick two minuter, and we're back. It's great for the audience. It's a little scary for paying the bills. But uh, you're a little scary for the bathroom jaunt I just went on, too. But I'm good. Full hand clean. Just so you guys know. Use the coffee can below your chair there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Went and did it. And and I did not sacrifice soap or time for fear of getting back. So you're welcome, Uh, especially whoever's after us. Who's after us, Gabe? It's really... It's really the bare minimum. (laughs) You you, You could have come back a full 30 seconds later. You think so? Well, well no, I, mean, I would have called that out too.
But um, but but just I'm just saying if you if you if you needed to I didn't I didn't yeah, want yeah. I was I wasn't doubting that you washed your hands until you brought it up sounds, that you did wash your like hands. Sounds like you are. Sounds yeah, like you are. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's when you when you make mention of the fact that you washed your hands. Yeah. Like I'm protesting too much. Like yeah, the uh, yeah. like the orange crush um, <laughs> yeah, press release exa- yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. Like they kept us out. Well, uh-huh. you lied. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Right. Cell phone. So. Yeah. Kevin Harlan is uh, very good at this whole uh, broadcasting thing. He doesn't need any coaching. God! Well, he could pronounce his his G's and his C's, I suppose, a little bit better. Um, but he's the be- he's the best. We 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 love talking to him. I think he's going to be on with Bernstein and Holmes uh, next week. Diaz, is that correct? That's ridiculous. Diaz, that's, uh, that's correct. Kevin Harlan is our guy, Ray. We have not made use of the fact that Ray is here with us. And we could trash talk the midday show directly to Ray Diaz here. Yeah. So that's 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 trash. That's our guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Diaz stole him. Yeah, he objectively. Did. Yeah, he did. He knows. And by steal, you mean ask for him at appropriate amount of time before a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just got there first. But Shane's not here. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I, we'll, we'll we'll talk to Shane. It's okay. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, we'll, for, but for now we'll, let's put Robert Mays on. We'll we'll, 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 we'll misdirect our anger uh, to to, <laughs> to, Ray, Ray. To, to Ray Diaz. I'm here for that. I'm here for misdirected anger. But you know he's got the Super Bowl coming up, but he's also doing everything else. So he's calling NBA games. And I was watching this game last night when he and Reggie Miller were doing the uh, Memphis Grizzlies game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Texter pointed out the other day. By the way, my Donovan Mitchell uh, is not as good as Zach Levine. Take. Aging poorly. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, starter in the All-Star game. <laughs> Zach Levine, not. Uh-huh, Donovan, Mi- Donovan Mitchell is a stud. Playing great, again, but awesome situation. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but awesome seriously. Awesome situation, but he is playing very good basketball. The motor and the drive and the will, Yeah, we are seeing in full display. Yeah, here. so, uh, well, there was a play last night in that game that just seemed painful. With a move by Brooks, it was deflected, it's loose, hold on, hold on, hold on! But that's what started it all, is right here. Look at the left hand. I don't know, me. Uh, <laughs> Boink! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It, it's hard to, to know intent Yeah. right there. That's not our job, but that's what started it all. Wow, and then threw him down. See, right there, that gentleman right there works for the Grizzlies. The foul on Brooks was upgraded to a flagrant foul penalty, too. Mitchell threw the ball at Brooks after the foul. Therefore, he's ejected. And Brooks is also ejected. Boink! <laughs> it was... That's a good Harlan drop to add. Boink! It, Boink! It was a, a, a direct shot. Fist to junk. Yeah. Directly to the junk. By a guy rolling around on the ground in Dylan Brooks, who understands if he extends his arm and continues his roll, he knew exactly where his fist was going to end up. Reggie Miller, who are you crapping? <laughs> Not calling out that intent. That was incredibly obvious intent, wasn't it? Is there anybody who doesn't think that was intentional? Boink. No, there's nobody. And Reggie Miller knows a thing or two about a dirty player, too. And Reggie Miller. Not a great analyst. He he straddles the line on that stuff way too often. Yeah, man. You, really? wait, so wait, what do you wait, mean? Wait. Straddles the line on dirty stuff like that? No, no, no. I, just... I, I'm not. I, I'm, he, he fence rides. Uh... So he's like, not my place to say. 
You're the analyst. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's actually like literally your place. Your job is to interpret what we're watching so that I know how to interpret what I'm watching because you're the Hall of Famer. It's genuinely. Uh, that's like actually your job. Yeah. It's like we just we were talking about Romo. Romo was like, I don't know what's going to happen here, mm-hmm. Jim. It's like, eh, yeah. don't say that so confidently, buddy. Donovan Mitchell <laughs> after the game pulling zero punches. Uh, we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. That's just who he is. He and I have had our personal battles for years. Quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years, playoffs and regular season. And the one game he does an all right job on me today, he decided to do something like that. This has been brewing for years. Yeah. Woo. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nut shot. Boink. Boink. Boink is good. And it does allow us to to find Carlos Marmol back in our lives. Carlos Marmol, once the Cubs closer, um, was, was, I believe, saying he did a nice job. And I think he was talking about the catcher. That particular time, but it sure didn't come out sounding like nice job. He did a nice job. He did. I mean, is that that is remarkably clear and direct? Nice job. Every time. That is so stupid. <laughs> Go ahead, Tanny. Did a nice shot. I mean, Boink. he did a nut shot. Did a nut shot. That yeah. is forever what I will think of. When you see a nut shot, yes. you think of Carlos Marmol? Immediately. 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 Okay. I- immediately. Because a nice, I mean, a, a nice the, job. He's is- from the Dominican. <laughs> he's saying nice job. You're making it out like he said nut shot. Nut shot. I think he did say nut shot. You think he did say nut now shot? Now I forget the context, and it makes me want to go back, because maybe he did say he did a nut shot. I think it's much more likely that he's saying nice job there. <laughs> he did a nut shot. He did. He's not. What? <laughs> he did a nut shot. He did. I'm willing to judge Carlos Marmol's intent in a way that Reggie Miller is not willing to judge Dylan Brooks's. You're and not, I am saying. You're not going to fence right on this one? No, I'm saying that Marmol was saying, yeah. nice job. And you, and I'm assuming Mac. Were, I don't, frankly, I don't even remember. It must have been Mac. It must have been. Yeah, you, you children, you children. It was probably Ben Finfer and Jay Zawaski as well. Ch- all you children uh-huh. were just looking, looking to talk about testicles. Oh yes, and you just, and you just made Marmol say nutshot. Nutshot. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. What other possibility exists? It's like, look, well, you tell me. What What was Matt Nagy wanting people to buy him? When he did the seventh inning stretch. Well, no. Honestly. I, listen, I brought this to the source. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I agree with this one. Right? I, I, I asked Matt because Nagy about this Because sometimes people say things that they're thinking, yeah. even when it's not exactly what they meant to say. That's you true. know? Buy me some penis and cracker right. jack. <laughs> right. Right. But that what? is objectively him saying penis. <laughs> oh, that's not you and I presume Mac. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was boink. Uh, using, uh, um, uh, why can't I think of the word of how you speak differently where you're from your different places? Regionality. Accents. Accents. Reg- regionalism. <laughs> why did my mind just go away from the word accent? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. But no, you're right. Yeah. So you're saying that the, Car- the Yinzer to Matt Nagy is the Dominican Republic to Carlos Marmol. Yes. That penis is- to peanut is nut shot to nice job. Correct. To boink. Correct. Okay. Boink. Boink is the clearest 
The clearest message here overall is, is definitely boing. But I defy you, next time you see a nut shot, to not think of Carlos Marmol. I defy you. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best you're not, not going to be, go. not gonna be able to get it done. It's no, You're right. You're I'm trying, right. trying to infect your head. It sounds impossible. Next time you see it, whether it's accidental, Owen and Eli, you know, somebody's going to. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. And that's just, that's no, just it's, what it's, it is. It's, it's, prob- it's probably true. Yeah. I just love that Kevin Harlan, like we think we think about the job, right, that, that we do. I mean, he just he calls it out. Well, he's calling the Super Bowl, and every yes. time he's going to talk about calling the Super Bowl, which would be the biggest moment in any broadcaster's career, but he does it every year. And always leading up to it, he finds himself in an absurd scenario where it's like, you know, he's a naked guy running or a drunk guy. Yes. Or like last night, boink. Yeah, like, exactly. So we'll be talking about that, or they'll be talking. Yeah, know. they should. No, no, he, he, will go, he will go out with Dan and Lawrence and. 100%. I will come into the studio and ask him about saying boink. Well, while they can get back to doing professional questions. Well, Ray, no, but Ray's here. Ray, as as the midday show producer, now that you've stolen Kevin Harlan, would you like to borrow our input here and make sure that he gets asked about boink? Oh yeah, Danny, come through and just ask the question. I'll oh, come in and Danny ask, can do it. I'll come in, ask one question, and, ju- and just <laughs> and yeah. just leave. That's pretty funny. Actually, what else did you think? Uh, were there any other words that you could right. have used for, instead of boink? Yeah. You know, because boink whap. is good. Yeah, you know, like what, what? What else? What else God. were you going through? What other verbs were there for you? Smack! Like, yeah, there there were a lot of things that he could have done. He went with boink. boink. I wanted to know boink. what the Rolodex was. Boink is good. Uh, boink has a lot of uh, depth to it. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a, a, a like a, there's not a G in there, but it sounds like there's a G in there. It's boink. More, it's more of a boink than a boink. Yeah. Right. Is what you're saying. But the G is kind of implied. It's an implied G. It's an implied G. All right, I'm glad we did this. Me too. Uh, This day is apparently Michael Jordan Day because ESPN decided that they don't talk enough about Michael Jordan, which is an interesting choice. But on February 3rd of 2023, Tanny will get us in our feels, and we will try to put this day into some context. Next on the score. Point. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.